Hi, I'm Ravi, and I'm joined by my two brothers, Arjuna and Krishna, and we are Was It Good? Was Twilight Zone Season 2 good? Was Palm Springs good? These are the questions that America, nay, the world want answered, and we're going to oblige. This is the end of my intro. Good day. Krishna, bottom five. Uh, well, here's why. Yes, let's hear it. Um, I thought that a... We're not covering a whole lot on today's episode. Literally five things. I thought that deserved a very short... To the point. To the point uh, intro. Which I think uh, we accomplished. Christian, you should have... it up. You should have utilized, like, Palm Springs and had Ravi go, like, back in time. Or, you know, like, like reset the loop or something. Like, they would have been creative. I know? don't get it. You know, you could have had, like, a specific word where he gets to it, then he just goes back to the beginning of the uh, intro. Like, hello, welcome to Was It Good? I'm your host. Well, hello, welcome to Was It Good? I'm your host. That would be kind of know, interesting. Something, something cool like that. That sounds like a great way to piss off our audience. <laughs> we probably do that every week and don't even realize it. Anyway, yeah. we're going to start first right off the bat with Twilight Zone Season 2. We're not going to spend a lot of time in this just because uh, <laughs> I'm the only one that watched the entire season. Yes. To be fair, I have yet to watch another episode. Same. That's because you guys never really liked the Twilight Zone no, stuff? No, that's not true. I like Twilight Zone, but the first episode was just so mediocre to me. I haven't felt inspired to pick it back up, honestly. Just so everyone is aware, this is from the uh, individual that uh, stuck around for all or most of Walking Dead, most of the CW Universe shows. So please take that opinion. What do you mean? What do you mean most? What the, the CW DC shows are at their height right now. There's like seven shows. It could go on for <laughs> another 20 years. So you, you don't know if it's the majority of it. I, I stuck I, ar- I stuck around to I, a, I, I a- stuck around to a very specific crossover crisis. Yes, and then once it was over, I was done, and I'm done. I think did you watch a couple back. episodes after? I watched like one or two episodes. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm I don't feel it anymore, and I was done. I pulled out. Let me ask you right now, Ravi. Yes, <laughs> under over one year, Juna watches three more CW episodes. I think it depends on the current world standings when it comes to coronavirus and TV shows and how much actual new content and unique content we get. Mm. If we enter the lull, and uh, I'm calling the lull the period where the start of the coronavirus will catch up in terms of production, pre-production, all that fun stuff. And if we can't figure it out, I I believe, it's my own personal belief, we will hit what I call the great lull, where there is not a whole lot of new content coming. And I think at that period, if we get there, Arjuna will be so bored <laughs> that he will then go back and say, you know what? Maybe the CW shows aren't that bad in a world where there's nothing else to watch. That's and that, and that's that not right true. there? That's not true. And I'll tell you why. I recently made a list of all the movies that I've yet to see that I want to see. The list is 200 movies. So if I watched a movie a day... It would take me until next year to get through that list. So I don't think I'm going to go back but to the, thing, the CW anytime But the thing soon. between watching a movie and watching a TV show, and this is partly why I kind of enjoyed The Twilight Zone mm-hmm. season two. It was a Sunday. I was a little hungover. I also was a little bored and didn't really want to do anything, and I just wanted to put something on. And the nice thing with Twilight Zone has always been that the, the episodes are just that one episode, mm-hmm. and I can kind of move on. They're short. Maybe 35 to 40 minutes. Nice and quick. Interesting. Present a, a weird idea and, and the twist. Uh, and, they're, and they're fun there. And I, I feel like TV shows, especially like the CW shows, there's a little bit of like connected tissue to this whole thing. Sure. But 
for the most part, the CW shows are not complicated shows. It's not like a Westworld or a Game of Thrones where you actually need to sit and pay attention and listen. And you're not always in the mood to sit and watch an entire film where a film you have to like really kind of be invested for the most part. So I don't know if you would actually spend 200 days watching Well, also, movies. I made a list of shows that I want to watch, and there's like 40 shows. So you got 200 movies and 40 shows already ahead of the CW shows. So there's just a lot of, and that's without any new content as of, what is, what is it, July 13th, 2020. We'll see, Juno. We'll so see. Where, where are you taking the over-under? Oh, I'm taking the under. He's, he's, he's going to watch six three months episodes. or a no, year? one year? He's going to watch three episodes. Uh, I, may, I may take the over, but I want to put like an asterisk that's dependent upon. No, you have, you have to forecast the world. I hate forecasting. Yeah, but you do it all the time. So, what, it's kind of so what do I get if I, I... You get nothing. You get nothing. You're just a guinea pig. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're you're the experiment. Anyway, back to Twilight Zone. <laughs> yes. Jordan Peele's unique and fun take. I mean, you'll notice by our, th- our, our, our thumbnail here. Uh, we have a, a beautiful Jordan Peele just kind of smiling creepily. Yeah, it's really weird. It's great, though. Um, overall, the season is actually, I feel, structured much like season one. In the sense that hit, miss, hit, <laughs> there, are, there are hit and there are misses. Yeah. Um, I I wonder, production-wise, in the time period, because what's interesting, the, sh- the entire season dropped in a day, as opposed to last season where it was week to week. Um, I do wonder if that was just done because of where we're at in the world right now. And I also wonder if that kind of affected a couple of things. Um, the first episode was interesting. Um, a couple of episodes that kind of stuck out. There was one um, episode where it was actually a sequel to the original um, oh, that's Twilight Zone, which was kind of cool. It, it played upon the ideas of, you know, goofy looking ass aliens coming in and eating us. Because that's always fun. Yes. Um, but what was really interesting, and the one episode that kind of stuck out the most and why I wanted to start with Twilight Zone before Palm Springs is uh, episode nine with um, Topher Grace, <laughs> the oh. uh, second to last episode. Um, it's called Try, Try, Try. And basically, it's about an individual, Topher Grace, who repeats the same day oh. over and over and over again. Classic. Venom. Sci-fi now, trope. I watched Palm Springs before I watched this episode. And right off the bat, you know, both premises are similar. Uh, an individual or a group of individual individuals repeating the same day. What made the Twilight Zone episode radically different is that Topher Grace's character... Um, is Venom? No. It became um, what he called himself the nice guy. Because he fell in love with this random girl... And he kept repeating the same day over and over and over again and readjusting their first encounter so that he got her stories and information and everything correct so that she would like him. Mm. And he, through, all the, through this process, realized he loved her. Mm. Even though everything kept resetting for her, he kept getting all this information, new information about her, and eventually fell in love with her. And when he confronted her and said that he loved her, he wanted her to love him back. But obviously she couldn't. Because this is the first time she's interacting with him. Right. And he became a creep. And then he became murderous. <laughs> and tried to, to kill her because, in his mind, everything is pointless because everything resets. Right. Um, but what's interesting and unique with this episode is she stood up for herself 
and was able to kick his ass mm. and scare him in one of the loops to a point where he decided not to bother going down that path. And the point of the episode was, you know, yeah, you may be stuck in this weird time loop or whatever, but you kind of create your own hell. Mm -hmm. And the biggest problem is that you can't overcome yourself, Hmm. which I thought was interesting. That reminds me a little bit more of the original Groundhog Day. I never saw the original set. Wow. So have you seen the original? Yes, I have. Correct me if I'm wrong because it's been a long time. Mm -hmm. But doesn't Bill Murray spend a lot of the movie doing exactly what... It sounds like Topher Grace did, which is learning all about the his love interest and yeah. I mean, so, it's about the different people. So hmm. he learned, you know, the the first thing he does is in the first three loops, obviously try to get out and all this other stuff, and right. then he realizes he's kind of stuck, and then he realizes there's no consequences to his actions. So he, you know, sleeps with as many people as he can, essentially in ah. in this in this world, in this limited one day world that he can. So he learns their mannerisms and stuff and he gets into bed and then through this process he starts to fall in love with his co-worker uh, and learns about her and everything but instead of being creeped out she falls for him and they do end up together and that's what breaks the Groundhog Day loop that he like becomes unselfish and falls in love with her and she mm. falls in love with him and, and, and this, is why, this is why it stuck out to me because to a degree you know spoiler Palm Springs is about a guy and a girl who fall for each other. It's a love story. It's a rom com. It's a rom com, and you know we've seen this before. Um, there was the Adam Sandler Drew Barrymore. It wasn't typical like a a traditional loop. It was Drew Barrymore's character had lost uh, the ability. Oh, Fifty first days. Fifty first days. She had lost the ability to create um, new memory, new memory or whatever. Um, so it was interesting because this is where a, a female, a strong female lead, um, is kind of like. You're learning who I am. You're manipulating who I am to get what you want. This is all new to me. That is creepy. And I thought that was an interesting take mm-hmm. um, because, yeah, typically we see in the rom-com fashion and, uh, you know, guy gets girl or whatever and they live happily ever after and congrats. Yeah. I also think, like we'll talk about more with Palm Springs, it's interesting that this episode was put in in lieu of what's happening, you know, with – coronavirus and everything i think that's i wonder if it was done for that or if it was already always part of the plan i mean it would it, it would have been always part of the plan because the show was done before corona well we all knew it was camp. coming yeah guys put your tinfoil hats on about to blow your minds hollywood knew it always knows. It always, always you knows. You make enough movies, you can predict anything. Uh, to wrap up the Twilight Zone stuff, so that the Try Try Char is probably my favorite episode. The season finale was once again a, a tradition, like a similar to what the season one finale of uh, Twilight Zone was, where it kind of broke the fourth wall a little bit with the Jordan narrator character. Similarly happened in episode 10. It was very, very weird. It came across as, um, not like, I want to say like film, like, film student but it was a little film student feeling <laughs> which is okay it's abstract it's interesting it's kind of cool uh those goofy looking ass aliens which is always fun that's probably my second favorite the worst episode by far was with joel McHale from community really he was in it he was in one where <clears throat> i'm even fucking with you with the the, the premise Squ- uh, some ancient squid learns and adapts the human genome takes the information to the squids so the entire sea world population can rise up and destroy mankind. 
That would be a Joel McHale episode, you know? <clears throat> that sounds great. The problem with What's the, the problem with the episode was he was playing his character from Community. Which sounds in, awesome. In like a serious sense. Yeah. Like, you know, there are like this more serious episodes of Community where it's like the paintball, paintball war, whatever. And he's a little bit more like nitty gritty. It was that type of character there, but like it wasn't a comedy. It was like a, a serious you thing. You couldn't take it seriously. I couldn't. So, take it so if you watch enough th- enough um, like movies and TV shows with Joel McHale, <clears throat> you'll realize that his character in Community and actually everything he's in is just him. He's just one of those yeah people that j- just plays a version he's mastered, of himself. He's mastered that. Yeah, because like, I mean, he was famous. He's famous as host of the. Uh, that show the soup. soup, yeah, and it's the same thing. He's like this snarky. Get, he's yeah. like the snarky white guy. I always got that know? and Tosh point oh mixed up. They're like, essentially the, the same thing. Two thing. tall, lanky white guys against the green screen. Well, yeah, I guess, but also like their humor. Yeah, it's, maybe it's, maybe it's, it's the whole thing. It's the whole pack. I, I would say Tosh point oh was a little bit more like disgusting and like fart and puke jokes. Oh, was it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I never actually watched either. They just look the, they remind me of this. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> uh, overall, though, I would say season two better than season one. Oh. It's good in my book. I mean, I'm a sucker for for that type of science fiction. You are a sucker, sucker. for bad TV. Yeah. I mean, you haven't Says, watched the uh, season, so you can't really say anything. Well, I mean, I'm just like you guys where you're like, oh, it all sucks. So. That's true. We never watched CW and we rip him for that. I watched enough of it. Yeah, oh, but okay. you didn't watch the current stuff. It so. was I couldn't. It was painful. Yeah, I can't watch Twilight Zone because it's painfully bad. Boom. Roasted. That's not really a roast because it's not something that I did. Uh, it's a Michael Scott quote. Moving into Palm Springs. Ooh. Yes. Palm Springs, a movie. I've never been there, but I've told people I've gone twice now. and You've gone to a place next to it, right? Yeah, Yucca Valley and Joshua Tree. Not yeah. Palm Springs. Not Palm Springs. Not Good Palm know. Springs. Good to know. Yeah. Anyway, a movie with Andy Sam- Sandberg mm. and Kristen Melody. 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 John Malkovich. That, no. no. Why do J.K. You, Simmons. It's J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. How do you get those two mixed I up? I don't know. They're just so great. They're both great, but they're both but they're very not, different. But they're not. They're very <laughs> different actors too. Yeah. To me, they look the same. No. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> I mean, can't can we just say J. Jonah Jameson and be done? Yeah. All right. If we're going to go by go their famous that. characters, there was J. Jonah Jameson, uh, the mother from How I Met Your Mother, the lead from The Lonely Island, and Superman. Was oh, my movie. God. Wait, Superman? So the, C.W. So the, guy, so the guy who played the um, the, the groom is the Superman in the C.W. That's why he looked familiar. Which is actually hilarious because he's this whiny character. And it, it's just it's funny because he plays that he's probably best known as that Superman character, and then he's gonna be the lead of their Superman show that they're doing. Um, oh, another well. CW. Yeah, show. that's is that that's, number eight. I don't know. It's that that's also part of the reason I was like, this is just this is just stupid. Like you're just a spinoff for every single side character. Ever like a true comic book universe. Yeah. You should you could do your own breakout podcast. You could. Yeah, I'd rather not. Just <laughs> be you by yourself. <laughs> yeah. He tried to book guests. <laughs> he can't. Uh, we got our uh, fan favorite CW fan here from Vancouver, Canada. Oh, God. So overall, interesting film. Uh, Andy Sandberg's character is stuck in a time loop. He's clearly, at the start of the movie, he's been doing it for a while. Um, unfortunately, his love interest uh, gets sucked into it as well. The I'll just say right 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 off the bat, the most interesting thing about this and the unique thing is her character because she wants to get out of it so bad that she spends what 
the last piece of the whole movie learning about quantum mechanics, quantum physics. So if you've seen the original Groundhog Day, yeah. it's, that's it's sort of similar. Yeah. Cuz um uh Bill Pullman, not Bill Pullman, Jesus. Uh what's his name? Bill Murray. Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray. Okay, so so this so this one over here thinks J.K. Simmons and John Malkovich are the same. You think Bill Pullman and Bill Murray are the same person? They have the same name. God damn it. Um Bill Murray, uh, so it's implied in the original that he spends, I think, several lifetimes stuck in the loop. So he becomes like a genius. He learns everything. So that scene or that uh, idea of her learning mm-hmm. is taken directly from the original Groundhog Day where he like learns to play the piano. He learns, I think, some science stuff as well, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's what – and that's what I think I like most about Palm Springs is that – it it's a refreshing take on the original Groundhog Day. They don't try and do something completely different. They take what we've seen already and then they subvert your expectations, right? Um, you don't expect her maybe to be the one who learns all the stuff and gets right. them out. Um, or or the bigger thing that I didn't expect: dinosaurs. No, the fact that um, she she was. She was the uh, the mistress to her brother's fiance. Oh yeah, that was like, that was that was shocking. Yeah, oh, you guys like, were what? shocked by that. Yes, Didn't a little bit. I, I, didn't like, I called that. Uh, we call, uh, so when I watched this with Sahara, who's Sahara? Uh, my girlfriend. Before, <laughs> so she fell asleep halfway through the movie. Take but, a shot. But before she fell asleep, there's a scene early on where Kristen Milletti's character is like, "Oh, it's all about karma, right? Like if I do something right, which is uh, which is also a direct reference to Groundhog Day, right? Bill Murray writes a wrong and then that's how he breaks a loop." Oh yeah, that yeah. point for sure. So when she whispered it to the to the her sister's ear, that's when I was like, "Oh, she slept with the uh the groom." The groom, yeah. Yeah. And then it was I also, didn't yeah. I didn't think though that like I kind of figured yeah they were sleeping together. I didn't think it was going to be the fucking night before. Uh, right. I so then there's another reason I knew it was the night before cuz <laughs> during one of the earlier loops um someone talks the dad says like, "Oh, I checked her room at 6 o'clock this morning and she mm-hmm. wasn't there." So I'm like, "Okay, she's clearly not waking up in her room, so she's probably waking up in his room." I still enjoyed that little surprise. That was I would well, say I mean, it's not a good thing. It's a yeah. bad thing. I don't, say, don't do that. I would say it was like, a li- I would think it was like typical. Like I, I think it was fine in the movie, but I wouldn't say it was like wholly unique to the genre. I mean, what is wholly unique? I mean, to I was there is nothing. Wholly I, I don't. Unique. I don't watch rom coms, uh, so I was surprised by it. I didn't say it. Actually, like, oh, that's cool. Arjuna, you're clearly our leading rom com expert at the table it's because true. you've. Professor, By far, watch Arjuna. Watch more. You've watched the entire Twilight Saga, which is a fucking rom-com, right? Yes. No, that's just uh, a horror Trash. horror pictures. Com. A horror com. <laughs> oh, is that a thing? Horror comedy? No. Uh, horror? No. Romantic horror? I, I think it's called horror, it's, yeah. it's slasher. It's it's rom slash, right? I think is what it's called. Well, yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel like Lo would be a good person to ask. Yeah, she would. If you're watching Lo, let us know. She probably isn't. Anyways. Uh, what were you asking? Yeah, so where does this rank for you personally in terms of the rom-com um, stuff? In terms of rom-com movies, like, it's pretty good. Like, I would say it's... What's the best you've ever seen? The we, be- we're going to have the, a barometer. The greatest romantic comedy? Yeah. That don't, you've ever don't seen. Don't say some Bollywood movie because no one's going to know that. No, that's, those aren't romantic comedies. They're musicals. I thought they were all comedies. Well, they can't. <laughs> I was laughing. Have you seen Dev Das? That to he me dies was at hilarious. The end. <laughs> he He's dies of dead. alcohol poisoning. 
Yeah, liver failure. I which think. is completely unrealistic, right? It's just, oh, if you take one more drink, you'll just die. <laughs> he does the one drink and he dies. Yeah. I don't know if it was one drink, was it? I thought it was a bunch, like a, a night of raging, essentially. No, I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's one of those plots. But in terms of the greatest romantic com, I mean. <sighs> what is considered the greatest rom-com? I mean, uh, there's I probably know. a few answers to that. I think my favorite is actually one I watched Hitch? recently. Hitch is great. Hitch mm. is a good one. But one that really defines the genre and that I watched recently, it's a little bit older. Uh, it's with, um, what's his name? The guy who voices um, sure. Mike from um, Monsters, Inc. Uh, Mike Might? No. No, uh, he's, uh, he's a famous comedian. He also does um, Timon. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm getting I'm getting my voice my accent. But do you know the movie? It's called something about Mary. Oh, okay. Um, it's a it's I think it's from the '80s. It's it has Meg Ryan and a uh, Billy Crystal. That's right, Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan. Just a really well done romantic comedy because the movie is probably one of the more realistic depictions I've seen of romance. Mm. Like they're just friends for the entire movie, and then their friendship becomes a romance. Mm. Uh. And it's just it's just funny and and really well done and is considered like genre defining. Watched it on a plane like last year. Really liked it. But in terms of where this movie compares, I think it's unique because you don't see a ton of I would say sci-fi rom-coms. This definitely has elements of sci-fi. Um, and any good romantic movie has drama and tension, and this movie certainly has it. Certainly, it does have very funny parts like. Definitely comedic parks like J.K. Simmons' entire character so dark. is, is <laughs> darkly. <laughs> like, one, my, one of my favorite lines is when he goes to his house in Irvine and he's like, See these two kids here? He's like, If I had had one less Mai Tai, I might have put the condom on correctly. And <laughs> I wouldn't have these kids. Yeah. He's like, Life is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Little Joy over there, he's like watering a piece of shit. I don't know what it means, <laughs> <laughs> but it's. Uh, it's beautiful. Oh, he's like, and then he's like, his daughter's like, she's going to uh, draw us later today as animals. He's like, I'm a grizzly bear. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> so I'm, I think this movie does a really good job of balancing the comedic aspects, but also the drama. And credit to Andy Samberg and Kristen Milletti of being able to be funny, but also be serious and dramatic where uh, they're not being over the top ridiculous. And last week, for example, we talked about Will Fer- Will Ferrell's Eurovision and Will Ferrell movies, and you know Adam Sandler movies, always like ridiculous, over the top, stupid, funny. Right? It's it, there's no semblance of reality to it. There is a semblance of reality to this movie. It's believable. The performances are believable. The situation is pretty believable, uh, and I think that's a credit to the performances. And uh, but yeah, I would say this ranks pretty high, pretty high for the romantic comedy so we got that entire monologue for our juniors to say ranks pretty high cool <laughs> cool 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 ask the question well like what's what's uh worse than this besides what's... like a will ferrell rom-com <laughs> are there any yeah oh stepbrothers stepbrothers is good Wait, but that's, that's not a rom-com that's not a rom-com, that's not a his rom-com. romance between his stepbrother they're in love clearly that's, that's not a rom-com. love doesn't have to be in a rom-com uh, between yes, uh, a physical relationship it could be your love for your stepbrother where is that written anywhere? I'm pretty sure that's nope. Not that's correct. bullshit. It's just a comedy. It's just a comedy. Nope. <laughs> I consider Step Brothers a rom com. It's two families coming together and no. romantically. <laughs> no. Real quick, for those watching on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and everything, we are live. 
We're not ignoring you. Just say something interesting. Uh, and those listening, make sure you check out the pod on twitch.tv slash wasitgood every Monday to jump in the conversation. Krishner, who is supposed to be reading out the comments, is not interjecting. Uh, there, we don't really have any relevant comments. <laughs> you could still say hello. <laughs> okay. they just you want, want, me, to, you want they, me to interrupt the entire podcast? Yeah. So, so hi, uh, Mister. You know, uh, Mister Beast is a bet. Is a. Is a bet. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, some interesting facts about the movie. Uh, the director, the the director is a first time director from AFI, the American Film Institute. Oh, not the band. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not not the band. Max uh, Berbacow, and he wrote it with his uh, AFI partner Andy Ciara. Is he a member of AFI, the band? Yeah, no, I can't, American. I can't. Wait, American what is Film this AFI? Insti- American Film Institute. Not the band. Not the band. Oh. Uh, so anyway, these this is their their yeah. their debut movie. Uh, it's pretty good. It's actually pretty. There's a lot of articles because this movie does have a lot of buzz about like how this came about and their idea. It it, it came to this version late in the game. Oh, see. So when they first thought of, they had done a trip when they were in college to Palm Springs, and they're just like, let's make a movie about Palm Springs, right? Like about the area of Palm Springs. They had, they didn't know it was going to be a time loop or a rom com or anything like that. In fact, they originally wanted something a little more, bit more serious, a little bit more dramatic. And Andy Sandberg's character was like suicidal in some of the early scripts, and it was uh, like he had just he wanted to escape life and escape his life. Mm. Um, Interesting. So yeah, it's typically why you go to Palm Springs. You want to escape life. <laughs> uh, they also dropped hints about how long, and a lot of people had this question, how long has Niles been in the time loop? Um, they estimate for when they wrote the, the script and everything that he has been in this loop for about 40 years. Mm. Um, 40? 40. Yeah. Four zero. Which makes sense because there is a scene uh, when they're camping, when they're hallucinating seeing the uh, dinosaurs. She asks um, Sarah, Kristen Milotti's character, Sarah, asks Andy Sandberg's character, Niles, uh, what did you do before this? And he legitimately Can't struggles yeah. to remember. remember what the hell he actually did before. So if we base the, that, so if it's 40 years, that means he's repeating the same day over and over and over again. We're talking about 14,000 times he's repeated it. Yes. Which makes sense. Holy fuck. That's why, that's why... You know, during the movie, he comes across as like pretty wa- like wise, at least in the beginning, where he's like, you know, you, you need to skip this part, right? Like uh, the suicidal stuff, skip it. You know, I've already been there, done that. You right. Know? All the all the stuff, like stop fucking with people. You know, been there, done that. You know, those things stay with you. Like, I, so I thought that sounds believable. The forty years sounds believable, like in the portrayal. So hats off to to Andy Samberg, I would say. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Another big dis- discussion point on the internet, on the internet at least, is the little mid-credit scene, where J.K. Simmons' character Roy mm. approaches Andy Samberg's Niles at the wedding, and realizes it's not the Niles that has been stuck in the loop with him. It's just regular day one Niles, and that's where he realizes the plan has worked. But now it opens up a whole can of worms of multiverse, right? Yeah. That means so like if JK Simmons now in the stuck time loop Actually no. Yeah, because remember they're in their own pocket universe. Yeah. So sure. if, so Kristen Melody's character explains it that they're stuck in a in, in a bubble. And to get out, they leave this this pocket, this bubble that <clears> seems <throat> to at least in her research, right? Sure. Is that she they exist separately from reality. Right. And they're just stuck in this thing. So she explains it like once you get out, 
you you leave this. So here's the question, though, right? Mm. If J.K. Simmons does that, right, they're out of the pocket universe and living their lives. If he jumps out, is he on that same time with them, or is he on a different time? Like, how does that work? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I would assume when he jumps out, he's at his own his own area or wherever that picks up. I mean, it could be, doesn't... I mean, we're talking about, like, theoretical yeah, quantum course. mechanics. But it's rife for now spinoffs and sequels and in-between quotes. Nope. Yeah. I, I ca- swear to God, if there's a sequel... Here's, here's what I'll it is. I'll flip this table. No, here's, here's why I would be okay with a sequel. You move from the rom-com genre oh, straight God. into sci-com. Sci-fi comedy? Sci-fi comedy. So like Hot Tub Time Machine? Yes. No, Hot Tub Time Machine was not good. It was garbage. It was garbage. But Hot garbage. But these guys, I feel like, have a solid grasp on their, you know, um, Because of their their trip. Well, there is. is, Well, people have identified (laughs) one error. So One error? Sarah Sarah says that when she blew up the goat, it disappeared. She couldn't find the goat, right? That is, yeah. Now, if that was true and they blew themselves up, uh, Niles and Sarah should not have been at the wedding when J.K. Simmons went, right? Mm-hmm. There's still a version of him there. So that is where people are like, hmm, what does this mean? Does this mean there is multiple universes? Oh, that's a great because point. Because now there are, two, there are technically two Niles existing. There is Niles who experienced 40 years in the thing, and there, there is a version of Niles now who is... Whether, uh, whether they're on the same timeline or not, yeah. it's different. Exactly. Yeah. There are two different Niles. Well, I mean... But it also it makes it sound like, at least from Kristen's, uh, I mean, Sarah's explanation, that what they're experiencing in this time loop is like an aberration. It's not. Right. So there might be two versions, but one of them is imaginary and one of them's real. Or one of them's bubble and one of them's, I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, it, it's interesting. What do you guys think of the actual science behind it? I mean, they I don't, mean, they don't go into it. Like, the, it's the but the mechanics. The sure. mechanics of it. I think it works for a simple rom-com. Mm-hmm. We don't have to get that cray-cray about it. Right. I mean, it's fun to like as a, a thought experiment. What do you guys think of the dinosaurs? I, I was a little puzzled by. It. I'm like, they were doing mushrooms, I think. So yeah. you know, you can just explain it as like they're just I, seeing. I wonder stuff, if that's but. because like when you get out to the desert area, there are those random. I mean, there's where we stopped on our way out to Joshua Tree. There's those two, the T Rex and the um, what the fake. They're like toys. Yeah, the there. fake like gigantic dinosaurs. So I'm wondering if they were just playing off the idea that there are actual dinosaurs that at a dinosaur museum somewhere in the desert. I'm wondering if they're just playing off of that goofy shit. Um, so the directors actually addressed this, and they were asked point blank, why do you have dinosaurs appearing in it? And it's way more simple than that. They're fans of Jurassic Park and wanted to put a shot of dinosaurs in there. <laughs> that was the only reason, and yeah. they thought it looked and you cool. And you can explain it You can explain it with mushrooms. You can explain it away with mushrooms, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't know. I've never done a milk trip. Ever. Yes, you have. Nope. Nope. I don't do milk. You've done milk. I've seen you drink Wait, milk. Wait, no. Milk, we, we classify as acid. Yeah, I've done a shroom trip. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Does he even know his own? It's like maybe he's on a milk trip two, right now. Two questions. Would you consider this best movie of 2020 thus far? What else has come out this year? Nothing. The Five Bloods. <laughs> the Five Bloods. Yeah. Anything else? I'm, I don't know of what you've seen. That's probably like the biggest thing that I've seen. The best one that you guys have seen. Well, what's the best thing you've seen this year? This is probably up there. It's definitely my top three. My top three right now is The Five Bloods, this, and uh, a period piece called Emma. Never seen Emma. Uh, to, to, it's sad. I, I'll, I'll put, probably put The Five Bloods a little bit higher than this. But this this is definitely, I think you're right, top three. Because uh, I think I've only seen 
three movies from this right. year. Other I can't movies, remember the third one. Other movies that have come out this year are like Onward, which is the Pixar movie. Didn't see it. Um, that was a good one. That was solid. It's good animation. That was good. Um, like Trolls World Tour. Never saw it. Um, nope. Those have I mean, there's, there's really not a lot of movies because so many have been delayed and mm. uh, and whatnot. Oh, there was um, The Invisible Man. That, oh, I, I wanted to see that, but one. I never got to. Did they actually digitally release it or no? I think they did. I think that is now available to stream. Now, question, was this always destined for the Hulu platform, or was this going to go for major release? That is a good question. So it was. It had its premiere at Sundance in January, and Neon and Hulu acquired the distribution rights. Oh, so, so then I'm going to assume. So Neon was probably going to put it in theaters. And it, it, is, it, is, seeing, um, it is being released in drive-in movies uh right now but i think it was always um be intended to be go go on tulu pretty much shortly after i don't think it was going to be a wide uh movie release there we go so okay well ravi is uh your question has been answered so the other question would you if you were the andy sandberg character or the sarah character so the male or the female or the J.K. Simmons character. If you were any one of those three, would you permanently stay or would you try and get the fuck out? I think the que- the answer is always get out because what? Because you can you can say you can say I'm going to stay forever. Yes. Guess what? You're going to get bored of that at some point. You stay there for one million days, the one millionth in one day, you're going to be like, okay, I need to do something different now. Because even though you have unlimited options, you're limited because of the limitlessness. That doesn't make any sense, I know. But you get bored of you would you would just get over it. You're like, I don't age, there's no consequences. You would absolutely give that up because you would want at you at some point you would be like, I need a life where things can happen to me. Hmm. That makes sense. So you, you you could say I would stay, but I guarantee you at some point you would give it up. Because I wonder, does this go back into like human nature where it's like we know two things in this world, like pretty clear cut and dry. We we're born, then we die. Uh, so are you sure you're born? You don't remember your birth. That is that. Fine, fine, thing. fine, fine. We know one. one thing. No, no, we know two things. <clears throat> Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich is better than Chick Fil A's. Wait, you believe that? Yes. Oh, wow. And wow. and we die. Those are the two things I know to be truer than true. But Wait. are you sure that you yourself will die? No. no. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, then in that case, fuck it. I'm staying in. I'm staying in the loop. Because because yeah. there's a possibility I could eat unlimited amount of spicy chicken sandwich. There's also no guarantee, though, that the loop goes on forever, right? It's, it's just like you trust that when you go to sleep every night, you will wake up, right? And because that happens 100% of the time probably, and everybody, everybody sitting at this table, 100% of the times you've gone to sleep, you've woken up, doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean there's not going to come a day where you go to sleep and you don't wake up. Right. So that's True. the other thing about the loop. It's there's just a big earthquake thing that you could strike at any moment. Right. So I think there's there's a there's a certain amount of trust, blind trust, blind faith, whatever you want to call it, to staying in the loop or leaving. And that's anything in the world. Right. Anything exactly. in the universe. Exactly. Yeah. I mean that's uh, that's just that's quantum physics one oh one. Well if that was the case, right, you, then you would live that day for the most part. Like if you didn't know, but you know, after like let's say ten thousand times I guess at what point though does your brain kind of not break down, but just kind of say, "Fuck it." Well, here and then what? Let's take COVID nineteen for an example, right? At what point has people said, 
fuck it, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm going to go out. I'm going to do whatever I want. True. So it, it depends on the person. Some people are going to be like, <laughs> nope, I'm going to do it immediately because, you know, I feel threatened when I'm wearing a mask and I want to be free. And are, you other- about, are you talking about the Costco guy that wasn't wearing his mask yeah. and he felt fucking threatened? Yeah, and he said, back up. Yeah, that guy. Idiot. Or, or there, there are going to be people, there are going to be people in the world right now that will literally never probably leave their house ever again, no matter how safe <laughs> they say it is out there, right? Yeah. Like, there are going to be people that are that's that probably, That's probably out. the minority, though, right? Yeah, Hopefully. but... Uh, right. In theory, those two extremes are the minorities, right? In, in terms of the, the day zero people who are like, I'm just going to keep doing stuff no matter what anybody says. And then the people who are like, I'm never going back. I'm never going back. That's true. I mean, it wasn't until maybe three, four days ago... I finally have come to the con- the realization that I'm never going back to. Th- I'm not for 2020. I'm not going back to an office. Right. So I finally have actually like converted my at home desk to support my work, and that took what four months. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there was still a belief. There's still something there in the back was of something, your mind yep, yep. that you were going to go back to the office. I mean, I, I think to illuminate this whole thing perfectly, uh, great comment here from Fire Nation Zuko. Maybe we were created last Thursday. Why no th- way to confirm why th- nor deny this. I'm sorry. Why Thursday? Was, was it aliens? No, like, he just thirsty Thursday. No, was it aliens <laughs> thirsty Thursday? And they were a huge accident. Yeah, and then they implanted all the memories. Oh, of the you fucking asshole, aliens! Could be. Could be. Yeah, could be. Hey, what happened to Area 51 where we're supposed to go see dumb aliens? I don't remember. <laughs> was that? A, that was like last, last year. year. Yeah. They were supposed uh, to open up. That was a whole thing. Oh, I bet people went, and that's they unleashed the virus. I bet that's where the virus came from. Nope, or we're not. We're not playing that game. We're not playing that <sighs> game. I just sold. Um, Arjuna was Pam Sprungs good? No, Pam Sprungs was not good, but Palm Springs was very good. Christian was Palm Springs good? Yes, it was very good. I was pleasantly surprised. I went in expecting dog shit, and instead I got human dog shit food. Because there's a good watering, potentially human shit in yeah, the movie. That's not true. Uh, Ravi, was Palm Springs good? Yes, it was. It was a nice, pleasant surprise. Mm. I actually put the extra effort in because we have a projector. And we put the effort in to like, set up a projector and kind of make it cooler so that the experience would be a little bit better if the movie was shit. Yeah. So it was kind of a nice surprise that we got Bonus. like a, Yeah, we got to watch this movie about being out in a desert, like outside in the huts. It was kinda of, it was cool. So overall, like experience of watching was fun. And then the actual movie was like a nice, nice, like happy surprise. So Oh, real quick, uh Lord uh Fine Nation Zuko um actually says uh being created last Thursday is a is an actual metaphysical theory. Uh it's called Thursdayism. And it's the idea that the universe was created last Thursday. And it would imply that the laws of physics were created last Thursday as well. <laughs> Why Thursday? I love it. I Why love it. Thursday, though? It's Thursdayism. I mean, it's like it's pretty <laughs> much like Thursday is the last day that anyone really puts effort into work. <laughs> so oh, I guess it makes Monday. sense. Kind of makes sense. <laughs> no, fuck Mondays. Mondays suck. Where the, hey, there's that David Bowie song, Where the Fuck Did Mondays Go? Great song. <gasps> Holy shit. Was David Bowie onto something? Yeah. God, I he exited man. the time loop. Yeah. What if like death in our world is just exiting the time loop? Oh my God! Do you want to start a whole other podcast series about this? Yeah, it's it actually called time loop. Like better than this one, probably we'll, is. We'll call it. Was it physics? Was it metaphysical? <laughs> yeah, getting physical. Oh my God, metaphysical. <laughs> Speaking about getting physical, this is a terrible segue. 
Oh, we still have other stuff. Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> Giancarlo. Giancarlo Esposito. Yes. Wants to join the MCU because he wants that physical fat paycheck that you get. Mm. Is that right? No, that's is not that what true. He said? <laughs> I mean, I would. He needs to take it for what you for for what you will. But I mean, a, that definitely won't hurt. What, okay, what <laughs> villain would he play? Because why, well, why does that's, he have to be a villain? Because he is an exceptional villain. No, he plays exceptional villains. What Mandalorian, Breaking Bad. Uh, Those were all good guys. That in Breaking Bad, in, in Breaking Bad, that was a businessman. He was a businessman trying to uh, provide and help the American economy. Look how many jobs say say he businessman businessman. Like, just like your hot dog. Hot dog, hot dog, hot dog. Hot dog. <laughs> and in, in The Mandalorian, he was trying to bring order to a galaxy that had gone so cray-cray. What about his character in Community? He's in the Community? He's in Community? He's, uh, he is... Is um, it a cameo, right? He, well, he's in one episode. Yeah. He plays hot, He plays um, Chevy Chase's character. That's right. His, That's his, his brother. His half-brother. Yeah, brother. his half-brother. He was a good uh, guy in that. Yeah, he was. He, no, no well, he, he was a straight-up villain because in the video game, he's the one that's trying to yeah, but hold he, them back, but he gets redeemed at the yeah, end. Yeah, he was guy. just trying to reconnect with his half-brother. What's How's that bad? Well, he was trying to get the fortune for himself nothing, because he realized... Nothing he you have said makes him bad, but in regards to this tweet and um, oh, tweet. his wanting to join the MCU, I think it's fantastic where this villain uh, background character <laughs> whatever i think it would be great i off the top of my head don't know who the fuck he could be yeah a lot of people have thrown out norman osborn as uh as one that wow. he could be that could be an interesting take for or for Giancarlo. as norman is generally an older guy Giancarlo isn't <clears throat> super young he should be spider-man Another, an- Why can't he, Arjuna and Krishna? Another, Explain to me. Another one I think that could He's be old. Another one I think that could be kind of cool and might, might be a little bit outside the box would be Doctor Doom for uh, Giancarlo. Mm, I, I can feel see like it. he is menacing enough to be that Doctor Doom, but not like cartoonishly evil to make it corny. And that's kind of the. I know you got to think that Disney now that they have like Doctor Doom back in their arsenal too. They really want to make sure they get him right because he is kind of considered. One of the, if not the best, like MCU villain, right? Because oh, you see him as a Charles Xavier. No, why not? No. Shave his head. Because you Put have to compete with Patrick Stewart, and yeah, that's hard. So who? But Patrick Stewart's not going to do the role. Yes, he will. He's well, too they're, old. They're, they're still trying to convince him. Yeah, he's. You so know, he just uh, happy birthday. I think he turned eighty either yesterday or today. Bobby, do I have to so, remind you? Oh, eighty. Do I have to remind you of Picard? <laughs> yes. What's wrong with Picard? Patrick Stewart doesn't have it anymore. No, that's not Patrick Stewart's fault. That's whatever Ding Dong Bat fucking directed those episodes. No, no, that's whoever did his Botox. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know what's fucked up, though? It's not the Botox. It's however they went in and digitally cleaned it up. Because if you look at interviews just before, during, and after Star Trek uh, Picard, he doesn't look like that. He looks fucking fantastic. I'm not talking about how he's Whatever the fuck they did in Star Trek Picard is... uh, Fucking abomination. I'm talking about his acting. He just does not have it anymore. He he is, unless he's playing senile Charles <laughs> Xavier, he can't do it. I'm Our sorry. <laughs> I love the guy. I He is the captain of the Bald Brotherhood, okay? Yes. I am part of the Bald Brotherhood. I love. Uh, he's a great man, but... For Esposito, doesn't have it. The Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> what the... F- I mean, it's wrong with you. 
That would be like this cool suave, like suave, suave. That's a word, right? <laughs> what about Galactus? Uh, For Giancarlo. Oh. I, that I, I don't know if I know Galactus well enough to say yes. He's or a no. giant planet eating ding dong bat. Ding dong bat. Hold on. Ding dong bat. Word of the day. Interesting. Wait. Oh, oh, I got one. Um, Mr. Fantastic. No. He's, a, he's an older guy. The, allegedly, John Krasinski is already Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, I hate that too. And, John uh, and his wife, Emily Blunt, is going to be Mrs. Fantastic. Okay, we get it. You guys are married. Stop throwing in our faces. You Don't worry. The internet, the internet hates John Krasinski because not only did he sell the um, some good news, he apparently stole it from somebody else. So. Holy shit. I, mean, I was going to say, that I haven't seen that in so, two so, months. So he ended it. He ended it and he sold it. Uh, but then it came out. There's another guy who did something very similar, and you you can see he's been doing this for years. That's very similar to it, and he's like, "I'm pretty sure you stole my idea." Uh, so John Krasinski is in, uh, Not in good water. He's, he's kind of you know underwater a little bit. There we oh go. boy! All right. <clears throat> and then uh, in terms of other news, staying within the Picard sphere, what? Lower Decks, the new CBS All Access. Animated series. Are we talking about cartoon or 3D? It's cartoon. Oh my god! It is similar. Like the animation style is a, is a cross. I feel between like a Futurama and a Rick and Morty. Well, the reason it feels like Rick and Morty is because the uh, the showrunner is one of the writers from Rick and Morty. Well, I mean that wouldn't explain the animation style. Yeah, I mean no, writer. no, it does. It does because if he's the showrunner, right, he's in charge of hiring his graphic uh, artists. He probably oh, so he oh, so he's not right. He's the showrunner. Yeah, he's the showrunner. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Anyway, it's it's it looks fan fucking tastic. Um, Star Trek: The Last, fuck, I don't know, fifteen years has been a little too intense for its own good. Where it's gone from like like <clears throat> you look at like Deep Space Nine, Voyager, they've got these kind of like fun, wackadaisy, bizarre episodes where there's like the Deep Space Nine episode. Uh, Trouble with Tribbles, where he, you know, um, Cisco has to sit with like the time police and explain why the fuck he was in Kirk's time period. And like, that's a fun, kind of lighthearted episode. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, more recently, it's like, the entire Vulcan planet and most of their people are dead. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just, just want to relax, man. It just reflects the times we live in. Well, that's why I'm happy, though, like, we're getting a fun show where it's like, it's still Star Trek lore. It still takes place, I believe, in... Um, the main was it Alpha? Yeah, so it takes a. place in the Alpha universe, yeah. and it's two years after the end of Voyager. This is great. Um, so, so we could get some really fun fucking cameos. Like, could you imagine the Cisco play? Well, he's dead, but imagine he's a ghost <laughs> or something. Oh so, Christian, God. did you see the trailer? Did you watch it? No, I have not. So, I, I recommend watching it because uh, I was a little skeptical of the show too. Because you know, Star Trek has had a lot of misses recently, right? Discovery. By and far has been mostly disappointment. Picard disappointment. Even the you know some of the la the, few, the last few Star Trek movies have not been great. Uh, this is something that's like refreshing and could be a lot of fun, especially within the Star Trek universe because it is kind of like that. It's not all the way Rick and Morty, right? Oh, and it's not all the it's not all the way like create that crazy animated. Um, craziness right that you have like rick and morty or even like bob's burgers or some of those shows but it is it is like silly and fun enough and it, it taking the, the star trek universe where it's like oh this is kind of something new and different and unique and 
before I watched the trailer, I'm like, I'm probably not going to watch this. And then I saw the trailer, I'm like, okay, I think I definitely am at least going to check out a couple episodes because it looks like it's fun. Do we know, are they dropping it all in the same day or is it going to be week to week? I don't know. Um, so I believe it's only 10 episodes, so it could, in theory, all be dropped at once. I mean, August 6th is when it kicks off, and we will definitely, if not all of us, some of us, the majority of us will be talking about it on this podcast. That's for sure. Christian, watch the trailer and then decide. Christian, get high and then watch it. I mean, I feel like that is uh, how you f- do a lot of things, get a lot of things done that you don't want to do, right? That's not true. Cause you, you, you don't, I don't want to write, get high. I don't want to shower, <laughs> get high. <laughs> what? I don't want to. I don't want to stop eating. Get high. Anyway, the last <laughs> piece of was it news is going to be probably the big thing that's leading out today. Uh, Bad Batch, the show from Disney Plus with executive producer Dave Filoni, uh, coming out on Disney Plus platform in 2021. It follows the tale of the uh, new intro- newly introduced uh, squad that we met at the beginning of the final season of the Clone Wars series. This series is going to take place a couple years after the events of the Clone Wars series. And um, based on the tagline or the the basic synopsis, they're running a uh, mercenary mission, and we're kind of following these characters in a world where, you know, the Empire is there, the clones are kind of defunct, and the galaxy is kind of shifting into this whole new uh, regime. Was anyone surprised by this? I think we, I think a Juno or you or me or all of us together in one voice basically <laughs> called out that the Bad Batch was getting their own spinoff, right? I mean, it was, it was, it was so fucking clear. Like the first four episodes was like, oh yeah, they, they're setting this up so they they can get their own. You know, show. I, I almost hope that the next four episodes, the awful, no. the awful middle part of that season. Like, they just spin it off just so there's a reason that they made us suffer through those four episodes and maybe make it good, honestly. Uh, would but, you Would you watch yeah. it? Or yeah. would it be dependent upon synopsis, trailer, or would you just go blanket and blindly You know what? If it? it's Dave Filoni, he has enough of a track record. He has enough hits that I would at least watch the first few episodes, right? That's fair. Really, the only show that, is kind of, that has not been for me, and I think anyone at this table has been Resistance, and I think he was actually the least involved in that show. Like, he was still the EP, but I don't know, like, how much he was involved in the day-to-day because I think a lot of it overlapped with his Mandalorian, Mandalorian stuff. Yeah. Uh, and that show is, like, it's okay, but it's, like, the it's okay, but, you know, Rebels and Clone Wars are fantastic. And I you, would trust him. You can safely say Star Wars Resistance is a children's show. Yeah, no, it it really is. It's the most definitively a children's show, and it's it is fun. Like it, you know, it's 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 kind of one of those easy. You know, you referenced at the beginning of this podcast shows that you can kind of throw on and mindlessly watch. Like if you just want to mindlessly watch Star Wars, that's a show you can kind of throw on and not pay any attention to. Or seven, eight, and nine, because who gives a fuck what happens in those films? I'd rather watch Paint Dry. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So our junior's power rankings of things to just throw on. He would rather he he would put on Resistance. Paint dry, and then the Star Wars new trilogy. CW probably goes above that too, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, he's at a loss for words. Well, dep- what about The Walking Dead? Uh. It, it, dep- it depends on the seasons, right? If it's season one of The Walking Dead, I'd season one of The Walking Dead's fantastic. It's great. Season two of Arrow is really good. That's it. 
Wow. <laughs> Very short list there. Very short list. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, we are the Was It Good podcast. You can find us live every Monday on twitch.tv slash was it good. You can find us on Twitter at was it good, on Instagram at was it good BTM. As always, judge things. Because that's what we do. Yeah. yeah. Blindly. Blind. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, someone say goodbye. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>